figures on the mantelpiece were, on the left, Mercury in a hurry, and on the right, some unhappy Celt with an arrow in his thigh. Maybe Gower was given this room in the hope it would shorten his stay. A fine-looking gentleman? Anna was looking back at the door. Interested in you, I think. Who? Her mind wasn't on the burning question of fine-looking gentlemen. She was planning how to rifle the room. The gentleman in the hall. He was sneaking a peek, I think. You have an admirer. More what you'd be used to dealing with, I imagine. There it was again. Everyone from the butler to the scullery maid knew she wasn't what she pretended to be. She might fool the guests, but the servants had figured it out before she'd been in the house an hour. They played along but she hadn't fooled them one jot. She could hardly ask what mistakes she made. Feeling baffled, she tossed pillows off the bed and stripped down the sheets, airing them out for a minute before they remade the bed. She said, I've given up men altogether, which was true enough. You'll be one of the few. We'll have some fine old giggling and bussin' tonight now they've hung the kissin' bow in the kitchen door. Them valets up from the south are a cheeky lot. Gower had tumbled his bedclothes off the bed on both sides. Be nice to think that was a night tussling with a guilty conscience. Probably a restless night after gorging himself at the table. Gower's daughter, who had the rose room down the hall, left barely a dent on her pillow. She must lie still as a doll all night long. The daughter had brought dozens of expensive dresses, but not one single jewel, only two empty jewel cases. So many secrets a maidservant discovered, she'd had no idea. Anna continued talking, ending up with, He'd warm a bed on a cold night, that one. Fine figure of a man, don't you think? It was a measure of how little she'd been paying attention that she had had to say, Who? Bless you, child, no, the man watching you in the hall. Something familiar about him I can't put my finger on, but he looked a proper gentleman. I didn't notice. There was only one man she was remotely interested in, and he was in Paris, or Lyon, or St. Petersburg, wherever the foreign office needed someone to pull chestnuts out of a fire. He was far away in any case, and she didn't care in the least. Redoing the bed came next before she dusted. There were orders of precedence in the cleaning of a room, as strictly kept as any royal processional. Hold a twitch while I scrub. I'm that muggy from tendon fires. Anna plunged her hands into the water bucket up to the elbow. There was a time I would have spared a glance for a man like that. A glance and mayhap a smile. I will bob a curtsy at him if the chance presents itself. She'd practised her curtsies. She was proud of them. They pulled the sheets and blankets back up the length of the bed, smoothed and retucked everything layer by layer. The coverlet came last. Grab the corner, dearie, Anna said, and up we go. What was I talking about? Kissing, I think. You were in favour of it. Aye, I wouldn't have done anything, mind you, Anna said. I was more than happy with my John William all those years. But a girl should look. 
the good Lord made men to be appreciated. I will make a point of looking him over if he's still in the hall when I leave. But she wouldn't. She'd only just shaken herself free of one well-born, arrogant, son-of-a-bitch aristocrat. She had no intention of acquiring another. You do that, love. Anna went back to mending the fire. As duties were divided, the other maid's part, her part, was to chase dust. So she ran a damp cloth over every surface, looking into all the corners as she went. She didn't expect any useful revelations. Gower wouldn't hide the cœur de flamme anywhere a maid dusted. He wouldn't hide it among his clothing in the tall boy. His valet would sort through that, and Gower wasn't a man to trust his valet. Nick would have searched this room foot by foot, painstakingly, meticulously. He'd have gone flat on his belly, peering and...